Hello, and welcome to Rocket, Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Smile. I'm Simone de Rochefort from Polygon.com, and tonight I'm joined by Christina Warren, Senior Cloud Developer Advocate, or SCDA, as I call her, and uh, Brianna Wu, Democratic Candidate for Congress. Decafa? No. Yeah. No, that's really bad, no matter how you slice it. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. Hmm. Well... (laughs) Christina, can you consider changing your title to Senior Cloud Advocate Developer? Because SCAD is such a good word. Yeah, but CDA is fun, too. SCA. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) No. I want to change Simone's laugh to just my iMessage. Uh, I, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I want it to be like, with my, my my iMessage. I want it to be my um, right. my ringtone. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a really good yep. alarm clock. Although you know yep. what, I can't do that because Grant would kill me. Yeah, and then he <laughs> like would Grant, come like, to like, New York and kill me. Like, well, no, he he would be too lazy to do that. But but he would legit kill me. And then what would happen? My mom would go to New York and would kill you. Oh, oh yeah, and, and and that's what you want to like. That's what you want to like worry over. Um, she would wear a, a Yankees shirt so that it would soak up all <laughs> the blood, and then she would throw it in the garbage. What is your mom like, Christina? Is she just like is she? Because there there are two there are two point choices uh, in the South. You can either be like a a very nice like down home Christian woman, or you can be like a badass, right? Like which one is she? So she's kind of a mixture of both because like I oh. would say that she's genuinely like the <laughs> nicest person in the world. Like my mom is bad. Like I love my mom. My mom is so nice. Right. And she's a great person. Cares about everybody, et cetera, et cetera. Like it, I, I'm not religious, but like if you believe in like, you know, Christianity, whatever, like she's like the perfect kind of person who follows that. Right. Right. But don't cross her or mess with the people that she loves <laughs> because she will come for you and eat your babies. Yep. So that's so yeah. So so kind of both. That sounds believable. Therefore, you must not. You must not use my laugh. And more importantly, <laughs> you must not uh, use a security flaw in the WPA2 protocol to hack Christina's Wi-Fi devices, because then her mom will come to kill you. Which brings us <laughs> to our first topic. <laughs> very artful. Just Simone, casually artful. slipping that one in there. You no, didn't even very, see it coming. It was it was barely perceptible. Yeah. <clears throat> Crack. Key reinstallation attack. A security flaw in the WPA2. Anyway, so huge. Uh, <laughs> Wi-Fi security. is broken. Everyone, everyone is doomed. Yeah. Uh, that's, well, not quite. I, I am so over all do. the hyperbole. This I, I am week too. With this, I, I, but, yeah. I am too. That's that, that 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 to be very clear. Sorry, I didn't come across. Are we not there, all going to die? No. Yes. Yes, Simone. It's well, actually, because this is what crack. was super funny. Yes. Like, <laughs> I, I was kind of. It, it was so. It was so weird that not being a reporter this week. Because historically, this would have been exactly the sort of thing that I would have been called in. Like on you by wanted every to write network. the calm down article. Oh well, no. Not only that, but I would have. I, a, I would have written that. But no, B, I would have genuinely been called by every cable network and probably oh. some of the morning shows and told to like come in because they they all want to hear that the world is doomed. And I would have <laughs> to be the one who would like have to patiently be like, actually, guys, it's fine. This one, this one time, this one time, I mean, it's fine. It's bad. It's potentially really bad, but you're probably fine. So 
this week it's been reported around there's a security flaw in basically the uh, a security flaw that can break the encryption between routers and Wi-Fi devices, which means that uh, website internet traffic could be decrypted and messed with and stuff, which obviously is a frightening prospect because we have literally everything in our lives that can potentially connect to Wi-Fi. Uh, as one might have noticed, I was having trouble connecting to Twitter tonight on my phone. Every time I'm having some trouble with something today, I'm like, oh, it's crack. Crack's got me. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Christina, so you are saying that this is not the end of the world. Um, and in fact, it has been patched by mo- the flaw has been patched by a lot of big companies, including Microsoft and or Microsoft for Windows and Apple for Mac OS, I think uh, iOS no, no, patches no, no coming. No, 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 no. Apple's beta versions. Of Apple's iOS beta versions. Sorry, and, my and, bad. And, 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 and Apple, we don't actually know. The one concerning thing that I have about Apple, we'll, we'll talk about this in a second, but is that um, whereas Microsoft's patch goes all the way, and in disclosure, as someone said at the top of the show, I do work at Microsoft, but opinions are my own. But Microsoft's patch, um, because they have so many users, goes all the way back to Windows 7. So Windows 7, 8, 8.1, and 10 are all patched. Um, whereas it's not clear to me, and if somebody, you know, if you know otherwise, Brie, let me know, but I've only seen that, like, the, the latest versions of High Sierra, the betas are getting patched. I don't know. I assume they're going to roll them back to probably, you know, Sierra, but I don't know if, like, El Capitan is going to get it. That's as I've read it, too, so. Because so I, so I, I'm not sure. Um, and then, obviously, you know, iOS, iOS ele- definitely hasn't been patched yet. No, but, but then- it's, it's, it's supposed to be getting it, I think, with 11.1, which should be out soon. So can we can we back up just yeah. a second though and like define what this actually is? Please you know, because I think a lot of people out there they hear like, you know, oh, Wi-Fi is broken and yeah, especially at the hysterical coverage this week. Yeah. I mean, Glenn Fleischman is not someone I think of as fiery. Uh, you know, yeah. he's a pretty measured guy. And I saw him on Twitter calling out uh, you know, Renee Ritchie over at iMore. Like, Renee, come on, you're kind of fear-mongering here. Right. <laughs> like this is a little intense. Um, so basically what this is is you have security researchers. So security researchers, these are white hack hackers, right? Like they sit down, they look at all these protocols and they try and find ways to like to break it. Uh, and they filed this really severe bug in WPA2, which is uh, you know, the successor to uh, you know, WPA. Uh, and by the way, WPA2 has had a very long life without any yes. vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. Like It's been a very stable protocol. And it's obviously so, a lot better than WEP, which is, is what right, was used. Which, which, <laughs> right. I, I think this is, we'll talk about it, but go on. Sorry, go, go with your yeah, explanation. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, basically they found this theoretical hack which is this four-way handshake thing. And what it does is it it just basically keeps asking for a key between these four handshakes. And eventually uh, on Android 6.0, it will actually uh, get to a zero-bit uh, no-encryption key that can be passed back and forth. So basically it's tricking uh, your Wi-Fi and delaying them to a man-in-the-middle attack. And, you know, if you're on websites that aren't secure, then, you know, it can read everything that's being passed between you. So this is a, it is a theoretical serious bug. But, you know, this is not the same as, you know, I forget the name of the malware that shut down hospitals all over the United States uh, a few months. Right. You know, that is something out there in the wild you know, actively destroying, you know, infrastructure, hurting businesses. This is a theoretical attack in a white paper and it is being really rushed 
like solutions are being rushed out by the industry. Yes. And you know, Microsoft has already done it. Apple typically is a little more steady and when they roll things out and uh, you know, like I imagine it will be rolled back, like you said, and we'll have this up to date in Mac OS. If you update it, uh, Android is going to be a crapshoot because there are a lot of deprecated versions of Android. And I think it's fair to say a lot of people are going to be vulnerable to that. But overall, like, let's just keep in mind here, this is a theoretical attack in a white paper. It's not something that's out there. There is almost certainly not going to affect any listener listening to this today, though you need to take it very seriously. Yeah, except that I can't tweet, which is obviously hackers uh-huh. who have yes, yeah. disrupted my iPhone are not letting yep. me tweet about watching The Exorcist show on Fox. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say is, is, is and, and Brie, you, you described that perfectly. I think the, the reason everybody's freaking out about this is because we all remember, as you said, right now it's theoretical. There aren't any things in the wild. Now, that doesn't mean that there won't be exploits in the wild, because of course there will be. But right now, the good the good news about this, because it's weird, this started kind of bubbling around on Sunday night, and people were saying, pay attention, this big vulnerability is going to be released, it's going to be massive. And I think that's why a lot of people, like myself included, I was like, oh man, this is going to be really, really bad. This is going to be like a heartbleed sort of situation, or this is going to be like when WEP was, was cracked. And Thankfully, it's not that bad, at least right now. Um, You know, it's a theoretical thing. It seems like it's going to be a difficult vulnerability for people to weaponize. That doesn't mean they won't, because of course they will. But it's going to take them some time, and and, and the vendors have all had a heads up. So that's good. Um, But Mm -hmm. I think the reason that people were maybe prematurely, you know, getting excitable, in addition to the fact that, like, honestly, you know, um, that's the sort of thing that people like to get upset and hyped about stuff, right? That that's that's just it's it's easier to to be hyperbolic than it is to be measured. Is that we remember when WEP was cracked and that was so easily exploited and so easily weaponized that you could literally in a matter of seconds, you know, or minutes, you know, do do what was called war driving and go into people's, you know, like neighborhoods and and kind of camp out and find, you know, web protected um hotspots use different cracking stuff and get the encryption and, and get in instantly. And, and so, and you know, and I think we all remember that and remember having to kind of, at least I do, you know, forcing my parents to upgrade routers and to having WPA mm. and WPA2 and like going through that whole process because of, of the bad security that existed on the other stuff. So I think that's part of why um, people have maybe been freaking out so much. Um, I, I do think that the one concern I have, because it's not just – Obviously, you can fix it on the client side much faster. Android, you know, notwithstanding, because Android's going to be a, a more difficult situation. Google will have a patch out in November, um, and it'll be up to um, you know the the maintainers of each you know individual phones version, you know, and how they're going to to release updates. Um, and and obviously, there are you know millions, hundreds of millions of phones and and devices that will never get updated. But I think the bigger concern for me, other than like the Android thing, which is always going to be a crapshoot. And the desktop and server stuff, which is already, you know, on its way to being patched, is the routers themselves. Because most of those, again, if there is an update available, I don't know how many people, unless it happens automatically, if you have like an Eero or if you have, you know, some of the other, you know, more modern routers that will update themselves automatically. I don't know how many people are going to up- update their routers firmware. Um, and and what's as an Apple person, and I'm I'm kind of glad that I've moved away from Apple routers just because they've abandoned them. What kind of scares me <laughs> is that people have reached out repeatedly to Apple for comment, and that while they've commented on you know iOS and macOS, or at least on background, 
there's been absolutely nothing to be said about airport. And the rumor was, you know, well-placed one, but the, but the, the, from what I understand, the airport team was laid off or was reassigned last year. And those products are basically never going to be updated again. And I'm at least on a hardware perspective. And so I don't know what that means. Does that mean they're going to have somebody, you know, like, or they're going to bring in contractors to update the firmware to, to update those things. I'm not really sure. Uh, but that's obviously not great for people who might have, an airport extra, um, you know, extreme or, or express or a time capsule or whatever. Mm-hmm. Can I add something onto that, Christina? Sure. Like this is, that is such a great point there. Um, because these are products that like the time capsule burns out a lot. And you know, the airport at this point is not running like the fastest Wi-Fi that you can get. Like the Eero is very clearly a better product, but like for me with all the care that Apple takes with, you know, like making sure that like keys aren't in your RAM as it's like, you know, syncing, uh, like your iPhone, right? Like right. you can't somehow capture the encryption keys, like when it's in a, a, a powered off state, they do so much work with that. And for me, all things being equal, I would prefer to have just end to end Apple at my house. Like I would never put a Google product, you know, on my, um, you know, internet personally. Uh, I I really think this is a security hole. And I think if like Apple is going to market themselves as like, you know, the company that cares about this, I think it's a, it's a really, it's a missing block in their lineup. Mm -hmm. I think Glenn Fleischman, uh, you mentioned him earlier, but one of the things that he tweeted was that if you have a device that can't be updated, that you can't update manually or that people are not, or the company is not issuing updates for anymore, you should retire it. And that's something that I, I'm going to be pondering because that's uh, that has such huge ramifications for yep. our our interconnected lives going forward. Like there are all kinds of companies who are trying to get in on making your home smart, making your life easy, using Wi-Fi to do to make your juice, whatever. And not all of those companies are going to make it and not all of those companies are going to be able to keep their products secure. And at some point, not this time maybe, but at some point in the future, I'm sure that there is going to be an exploit that is exploited, as it were. <laughs> and yeah, so th- what you're saying, Bree, the idea of having end-to-end devices from somebody that I trust, like Apple, who is not going to disappear tomorrow and who will maintain those devices is very important to me. Yeah. Can, I mean, and one thing I would add on to that, Simone, like, how can I put this? You know, we think about security as like a state. You're either secure or you're not. That's not how cybersecurity works. Cybersecurity is not a destination. It is a process it is a process of working with security researchers to make sure that like you're looking into the technology that you're using. Like once you've actually worked in computer science and you understand like the way your keyboard is hacked up to your <laughs> like computer through USB and the drivers there barely work and then the internet barely like once you've actually like hobbled stuff together, it's a miracle that anything works at all. <laughs> which is why you have to have security researchers constantly like looking for these exploits. And you know, a side note here. You know, a policy area that we've been looking at this week is uh, the criminalization of security researchers, like the ones that found uh, this exact exploit. You know, in a lot of cases, 
if they're out there looking for you know flaws in somebody's product, more often than not, that company may turn around and sue them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like having uh, asking the Air Force to fly a plane uh, without actually testing it. Like that's what we're constantly <laughs> asking security researchers to do. So we do need to legislate, like you know, uh, liability loopholes for them. I mean, my God, if gun manufacturers don't have to ever <laughs> think about lawsuits, I think we can you know figure something out for cybersecurity people. But you know, overall, it's like you said, Simone. It's it's sad, but it's true that. As a certain point, you do need to kind of think about um, retiring devices that are not actively being updated. Because speaking of which, what are you doing yeah. with your Nest products? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. That's a really good question because it's got cameras in my home and around my yard. I know. Yeah, no, I mean, but, but, but I, I, I mean, I think that's great advice saying if it's not actively updated, get rid of it. But I think that that. I don't know. I, I I don't think it's realistic advice because I think it's one thing for to convince people to update their router, which plenty of people don't want to do because it's mo- for most people it's built into their cable modem or whatever, so they might not even have a choice in the matter. matter. And other people, they're like, well, I, I spent, why should I have to spend more money on this or whatever? But I think it's another thing, like you don't, you don't think about, like you're, you just said your nest, but plenty of people, I think they don't think about like, well, what else is this going to, like what, people don't even know what all of their things are connected to and what they all do. And I, and mm-hmm. I think that that's in some cases, I mean, I think it's great advice, but I also feel like it's a little unfair to the general public who buys stuff and doesn't necessarily realize that it even has a Wi-Fi chip in it. Well, if we're going to destroy capitalism, we're going to have to stop <laughs> buying stuff. So just let the people know. That's not going to work out well for cybersecurity <laughs> at all. But. <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep derailing us. But no, yeah, I, I guess one final thing I wanted to, to talk about is the is basically Android and what this means for Android users. Uh, like we said, there's nothing happening right now. But this is yet another thing that is a, a huge vulnerability that won't be fixed for Android users for who knows how many months unless they're they have a pixel or a nexus why why can't we do something to force these carriers to update (laughs) these damn phones well it's not just the carriers that's the problem this is Mm -hmm. where it gets complicated but we're just the carriers and the manufacturers whatever well right but i mean that's the thing i mean i think that it it, is the fact that it's multiple steps right because i think if it were just the carriers and look i'm usually not one for like encouraging legislation in these cases, but I have a feeling that at some point we're going to have to have at least something on the books that starts holding companies accountable for not patching their stuff in the wake of the Equifax thing, if nothing else. I think that's that should be the impetus to say, if you do not, if you know of a known vulnerability and you do not patch your stuff for the next period of time, you are fined like significantly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that that could maybe would force, you know, wireless carriers to issue updates or whatever. Uh, it, it is worth saying that they tend to be better about these things in other countries than they are in the United States. But the problem is, is that you're talking about like manufacturers like Samsung um, or HTC or Blue or whoever who often make significant modifications to the code base because they want to have their own layer and their own software and their own preloaded apps and all their own other stuff, right? And and Android has allowed people to do that. And because of that, you know, it takes time, even if you're the most up-to-date people, like BlackBerry, for all their flaws, 
tends to be really up to date on on the um, patches, like because they're selling themselves as security. So even though they're making some modifications to the interface, they are also you know integrating those patches in almost immediately, as almost as soon as they're available. Um, but a lot of companies just because they have so many phones or they just don't care, it's a, it's a cost item, don't do that. And so I don't know how you force them to do that. I, I, I don't. Um, how Android has sort of gotten away with some of this is that they've started to separate aspects of the operating system from um, things that can be updated like on the client side, like through Google Play and other places. So they've tried to basically stuff as much stuff into the Google Play services as they can. So you can update like the emoji without having to go through um, the carrier and yeah. you can have the keyboard update and you can have all this other stuff. But for things like of this nature, which in this case is a Wi-Fi driver, that's not something that the operating system can even dictate because it's a driver, which means that it could be a Qualcomm chipset or it could be Broadcom or it could be, you know, Mintech or it could be like insert whoever makes it here. And, you know, and, and it's, it's all, it's all going with, with, you know, it's probably part of an SOC, but it might not be. And, and, um, it, it's not clear like where, where it's originating from. So Google themselves can obviously update some of the Android code, code bases and they can help update some of the drivers, but some of them, but this is going to have to be on the manufacturer. So it, I don't know, it, it, it's a challenge. And, and when you have an ecosystem this way where you don't completely control everything, mm-hmm. like in, in Microsoft's case, you know, they're able to work with the driver people and work with the stuff with the WPA implementation in um, Windows to obviously update it and get it pushed out. And they had it pushed out last week. But it's harder if you've got you know, a lot of other people doing stuff to your software and you don't have, you know, you can't force them to issue an update. And this is the sort of change that would be difficult um, to, you know, distribute to everyone. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you saw it. I mean, I've thought a lot about this from the policy level, right? And I don't think, I, I really don't think, like Congress is so slow to act on things. I don't think you can legislate or, you know, like a, uh, Put regulations in place because I think tech is going to move so quickly. It's sure. just not going to, it's not going to work out there. I do think what I think there are two solutions here you can do. Um, you know, a for these really cheap, low budget devices that just ship with you know no security whatsoever. Like you know the um, you know all the webcams and VCRs that were taken command of by Mirai. We have to give uh, you know the FTC and trade you know, regulation groups, the ability to recall those devices when they present like a a real threat to national security. Like that's a last ditch effort. But, you know, we were called buckyballs when children were swallowing those because, you know, they were endangering our children. Yeah, I think in that same way, like we've got to think about national security. This is serious stuff. Um, I think the other side to that is we open up liability. If, you know, you're shipping these devices, if you're selling a product and you're reckless as defined by like the best practices in the industry, uh, as far as like patching your product, putting updates out there for the consumer, if you aren't like following that, I do think that you should be liable 
for the damage that you can cause. And I do think you should be subject to lawsuits. So I think when you introduce liability into that equation, it's going to like get some of these people out of the field. They're just shipping like the bare bones product that's really dangerous for the people using it. It's going to get them out of the equation. And the people that are doing it correctly, like they're going to be very successful. So I think this is a, I think if you do it that way, the market can solve it. Okay, so but let me just play devil's advocate for just a second because yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, I think a lot of that sounds good. But but let me just ask you this: This obviously works with established companies and companies with a U.S. presence. What do you say about okay? Because you you mentioned the buckyball thing; that's a great example. They were able to do that. They recall those, and then you know they fix them. They kind of came back, whatever, with the proper. Um, uh, um, you know, mark, um, I guess markings or whatever, but like, let's look at hoverboards, hoverboards. Obviously there was, there were numerous recalls. There was, you know, the FTC, the, um, 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 uh, there was also some, so it was the trade commission. It was also the safety commission. There was, you know, you could bring on planes, all kinds of things, but most of the companies that made hoverboards were based in China. Um, didn't, weren't like, weren't registered in any meaningful sense. Even the, 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 the biggest one Swagway was basically like it's U S presence was like, uh, an office thing, like in, in Chicago or something like, you know, like it was, it was very, you know, like, like low end. Right. And a lot of these companies just switch names to avoid liability and then started up all yeah. over again and then started reimporting stuff. So I guess my question is, because what you're saying sounds great, let the market fix it, except what in this case, because again, we're talking about low-end devices, we're talking about IoT things, most of the stuff is coming from, from Asia. And yeah. these companies can just switch names, slap another thing on it, and not be held responsible. So what do we do in that case? Because it's one thing if it's Samsung, right? But it's another thing if it's if it's, you know, Joe Schmo company that's had that's you know just has a, a random name slapped on it that's going to change names again that's being sold for $100 at the supermarket. No, I think it's well said and we need to be clear-eyed and realistic about like this is not going to be a 100% solution. It's not like unless you live in a police state. If you can you know, get rid of 90 or 80% of this, that's still going to be a really big improvement. I do think for companies that do that, you know, at some point they're going to have to have someone in America you know, making those deals, selling those things on Amazon. And I think if you're purposely like, you know, flaunting the law there, I think that's when it becomes a criminal case. So, um, but mm-hmm. I do think you're right that you're not going to be able to have a 100% solution here. Mm-hmm. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Smile and the PDF Pen family from Smile. PDF Pen equips you with everything you need for more powerful PDF editing. And with the PDF Pen family, you can get everything you need for more PDF mastery. With PDF Pen on all of your devices, and now PDF Pen Scan Plus. And the all-new PDF Pen 3 for iPad and iPhone is, period, space, capital T, the ultimate PDF editing tool. Actually, that probably should be colon. That was my, the, my editorializing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I grammatically incorrectly editorialized. But it is the ultimate PDF editing tool. It's the Swiss Army knife of a pdf and just like a swiss army knife you can take that essential tool with you because it's right in your pocket on all your devices you can add notes comments and cloud annotations to your pdf documents and even fill out and sign interactive pdf forms all while on the go and the new pdf pen 3 is fully equipped for ios 11 
with drag and drop making it even easier to get text and images in and out of your PDFs. And with PDF Pen Scan Plus, you can add scanning and OCR to your mobile toolkit, making those dreaded tasks like scanning receipts, which is one of the worst things in the world, a total breeze. They make everything that I hate easy. That's like their their <laughs> brand. Smile. Everything you hate is better now. <laughs> It's scanning receipts and dealing with PDFs. The latest release of PDF Pen has some great new features. You can reopen documents at the same window size and position as when they were last closed. Get it right once. Never worry about it again. You can create PDFs, export them to Word, and then back to PDF. Probably back to Word again and then probably back to PDF again. I don't know. There's probably no limit to how many times you can do it. Just keep doing it just because you can. Show the man who's boss. Set custom keyword shortcuts in PDF Pen or PDF Pen Pro. Baller. Add bookmarks. Heck yeah. If you've been thinking about going paperless, now is the time. Break the cycle of scanning, printing, signing, and faxing documents. Don't do it anymore. You don't have to. Get the PDF Pen family today and get more from your PDF editing. Text and graphics, corrections, all the things you want to do that you've never been able to do before because it's pain in the butt. It's not going to be a pain anymore. See what the PDF 10 family can do for you. <laughs> Go to smilesoftware.com slash rocket. Let them know that you came from me, <laughs> from us. Let them know that we want you to save paper, Ooh. save lives. Love you, Simone. Save the earth. Save your own life. Save time. (laughs) Who knows what you'll save? (laughs) Any number of things. (laughs) (laughs) Save me. The Pixel. Google's Pixel 2 came out, or reviews for it came out. Uh, Solid. I'll, I'll give you the summary right now. That is a solid and good phone. A lot of steps up from the first Pixel that they released because it's waterproof now. It has, from what I have heard, apparently one of the now best cameras on smartphones mm-hmm. so yeah. far. Um, it's basically a, a huge improvement in every way, uh, including <laughs> dropping of what I would call a courageous move. <laughs> uh, which is getting rid of the headphone jack, which I, I have they got a, that a idea. <laughs> minor bone to pick with with Sam Rutherford at Gizmodo, who is upset as we all are. Frankly, I'm still upset that headphone the headphone jack was dropped because quote unquote it's too early. But on the other hand, like if that's the way the industry is going, like you can't be too early. Yeah, it's no, just, I'm, it's. Yeah, yeah I, I look. I I came to terms with this well before the iPhone. <laughs> you were the first seven. person to come to terms with it. I was because I wrote like my five stations of grief. Like I knew by the time like the first real like reliable source it was the guy from um from Fast Company when he wrote his thing that like the headphone jack was going away. I was like, all right, that's it, call it. Mm-hmm. It's dead. And that was like almost a year before it happened. So I was well on my process. But I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like in a certain sense, people are uh, reporters are almost like. Uh, stuck in a, like in a damned if you're due damned if you don't sort of situation because on the one hand if they don't complain enough then everybody's gonna be like oh but but you know the verge you made such a big deal about you know the iphone missing it now you're like and it doesn't have a headphone jack 
one sentence, you know, and it, it mm-hmm. after you've you mm-hmm. know, wasted thousands of words about it. And then if you do still complain about it and harangue about it, then people like us are like, just get over it, man. So I don't <laughs> know. It's a catch-22. <laughs> I mean, but like... I, 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 I want to stop gr- thinking about it. I want to skip forward to the time when I have the devices that will be compatible with a phone that doesn't have a headphone jack. Because I'm both resigned, but also angry. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm done complaining about it. I was going to say... with rage? I mean, everybody's... No. I mean, I think what's going to happen is... is, is it'll What will happen is that next year, Samsung will finally join the Courage train. Mm-hmm. And then, like, every... Ma- <laughs> and then, like, at that point, every major phone, like, maker will no longer have a headphone jack and, and we'll just be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I'll shrug it off. We'll all remember the time. It'll be, like... Pre before we had tabs in our browsers, it will except well, the opposite of that because it's the way more that, tab- inconvenient. Well, I was going to say because tabs were good, so it's actually is the total opposite of that because yeah. like before tabs, it was like what the hell, and you're like oh, and then all, you know although what it, what will happen just like with tabs is people will forever argue about who was courageous enough to get rid of it first or add it first, and oh so God. you know everybody will be like Firefox for the win, and then like you'll ha- you'll have like your opera fanboys who are like actually. Ooh. And, Ooh, and, and 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 that that'll be that'll be really funny. But uh no, I'm what with you. What is I mean, this comparable to? What is the headphone jack loss comparable to? That would make Ooh. sense. Honestly, the I think floppy the, drive, I would probably. say probably the oh. well, well, yes and no. I would I normally would agree with you. That was my first thought too, Brie, except the floppy drive was replaced with USB and with and with like, you know, storage stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like there were yeah, replacements yeah. I think you could argue were better. I think Definitely Bluetooth is more convenient. I don't think it's better. So I don't know. It's not it, It's not better. What about when, I mean, it's not an exact moment, but what about when we started switching over to Wi-Fi? <gasps> yeah. Like internet versus wired in computers? Because it was a pain Ooh. at first to like oh, yeah, wire that, that up. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's that's actually not a bad that's one. That's very good. That's a good one because you've had to like go through the hassle of making sure your, your computer had a, a, a network interface card and you had like you know your your uh, your apartment completely set up for wired internet where you painstakingly you know <laughs> um, put the wires underneath the carpet to hide the lines and 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 whatnot, only for uh, your place of employment to have a, a real good deal on Wi-Fi uh, router and a Wi-Fi and Wi-Fi cards, and then you had to like open up your roommate's e machines terrible computer to put in a, a wireless card. And, and configure everything. Yeah, that's probably true. Remember the PCM? Was that the name of them on notebooks? Yes, PCMA. And you have some of them were double. Yeah. And they were just awful and terrible. So oh, that's actually a good I, one, too, is when yeah. they switched the format of that and then you didn't have adapters. You know, the other close oh, thing God, would be. That was so bad. Because this, this is a shout out to our friend Marco. It's kind of like USB C. Well, we all know it'll actually be better and more convenient <laughs> in the long run, but for right Super. now, it's really bad. So I feel like everything that we've just talked about might actually be more interesting than the pixel the phone. I agree really? because it, it's really? literally just a good kind of ugly phone. Not, I wouldn't call it ugly because I actually like the way it looks. A good oh, phone I think it looks large good. bezels. It's just boring. Which I am actually offended by. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Say what you will about me, Simone, but I will, you will not insult the pixel two <laughs> on the show. <laughs> like, I'm not no, insulting I mean, Mary the pixel two. Like, like Frank no, should be worried because Brie like it's, has the biggest yeah. like lady boner for the pixel two. I'm very excited for the pixel. Yes. Was it the Samsung that I didn't like? The no, you loved of? the Samsung. No, you okay, loved the, I Samsung. the Samsung. Maybe you it loved is the, the Samsung. pixel that I thought was ugly, but I looked at it today and I wasn't offended by it. It's it kind of a Fisher Price Maybe I changed phone, my right? mind. <laughs> 
Yeah, the, you love the, the Samsung, Samsung is Fisher Price or the Pixel Two is Fisher no, the Price. Pixel, the Pixel Two is Fisher Price. The Samsung. Yeah. Now, now you didn't love That's the fair. Ten. You didn't love the iPhone Ten. You find the notch. You find the notch obnoxious. Oh, I find the iPhone Ten hideous. Really. Oh my god! I, I'm I trying to remember how I, I, I feel. Don't, I, I don't think that's the one you think is hideous. I know you object to the notch. Um, it, was it the essential phone? I'm not sure. There are so many of them. Yeah, but but Simone think, hates everything we talk about. That's true. <laughs> As you yes. know, I'm a very negative person very who's negative not person. fond of. You are uh, definitely a negative very person. Anything. Very yeah. negative. Always a downer no. is what they say about me. I, I mean, in all seriousness, no. Yes. I, if you're going to get an Android phone. I think, you know, if crack tells you anything, it really, it it should tell you, like, stick to the main forks of Android. Go pure Android with the Pixel or, you know, get a Samsung. And, you know, honestly, I wouldn't really trust the essentials going to be here in five years. Of course it's not. Speaking of things that will not be updated. (laughs) They they sold like 7,000 or something. Maybe I'm I'm remembering wrong. I I think it's more than 7,000, but it's a low number. So, I mean, but seriously, like I today, I smashed my iPhone into like 4 million pieces <laughs> yesterday. Oh. So I spent a ton of time today at the iPhone store and like trying to go back, like, cause I'm trying to find a phone that still oh, has guys, Dropbox update. on you it. You guys, sorry. Yeah? Uh, no, it, it's around 5,000 as of uh, September 27th. Oh. Wow, so, that is no. a real I, 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 I thought that I was being particularly yeah. mean. Um, no. no, no, you're being accurately mean. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the phone itself, though. I mean, you know, it's it's plastic. It feels cheap. Um, every reviewer has said no, it's that. not plastic. Other- That's the thing. It's it's it is it's metal and aluminum. They've just, it it sticky. they've just up, right. yeah, they've right. just covered it to make it feel plasticky, but it but it is metal right. and aluminum. Sorry, I, I should have been more precise with that. And, Which is kind know, of the cool. The fact that the the pot, the hold button is like a an ice cream color flavor on it is just kind of weird. But I mean, overall, the screen is really good. It's fast. It's running stock Android. I mean. I think it's really clear that if Android's your back, like this is this the is phone the phone. That you this want. is the phone. Yeah. 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 I, and I, I have some updated uh, f- phone back rankings. Yes. The Samsung Galaxy Note 8 is the one that I hate the back of. Uh, <laughs> and then followed, I think, actually by the iPhone 10, liking the back slightly more but less. Uh, the back of the Essential phone is actually probably my... F- no, the Pixel 2 is my favorite back so far. The Essential phone is number two. Uh, for what that means, obviously, sales will soar for the essential phone now that I <laughs> have declared it's back to be my number two. Of course they will. Baby got back, as they say. Um, <laughs> that's going to be the tagline for their new ad campaign. I'll stop picking on and them now. Episode, and now that's the episode title. <laughs> Baby's got back, as they say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, okay. Correct. But anyway, yes. Yeah, like this probably... I would still go for the Samsung if I were to switch teams, um, even though the back is hideous, as I have said. But I like the screen more. But this is, I mean, this is pretty much everything that I would prefer to be on my new iPhone that I don't have or my current iPhone that I love dearly. I say staring at it out of the corner of my eye, not trusting it because it wouldn't (laughs) let me tweet. Oh, but yeah, I, I'm very. This Your I think spells good things. Your account is probably suspended, Simone. That's probably it. You're probably that's, tweeting that's, people's phone numbers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, should I not have done that? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It, it, it yeah. depends. 
Yeah. But but yeah, I mean that I I also <laughs> I like that ranking. That's that's uh I, I don't you. agree with it, but but I like it. So it's fair. So the camera it's on fair. this is baller, and I want it. I want to steal it. And uh, Dieter in his review on The Verge said that the the louds the speakers and the microphones are so much improved that it feels like a Google Home speaker, which is that's a, a huge huge thing for a phone, and that's very very cool. So yeah, if I if I were to switch teams, even though I like some aspects of the Samsung of the Note Eight better, uh, this is probably what I would go with. So before we move on to the next yeah. topic, I got to ask you guys, what do you think about Google Lens? Because I think something like Google Lens is probably inevitable, but I also think that this is like a fundamental building block that they will have to like uncover to like find John Connor when Google <laughs> Skynet takes over. Oh, yeah. So if you don't know what this is, it's like a, it's basically Google using machine learning and hooking up to your camera. So you can like point it at a book and it will like locate that book online <laughs> or you can like point it at various objects. And, you know, like we've been helping Google with these algorithms for years where you'll do like your captcha and it will be like, you know, select all the vehicles or the signposts yeah. in, in these pictures and you go through and like train it. Um, Except you know, right like, now it I, sucks. It, it Well, it's, I, they say it's in beta and it only lists like a couple of things, but I, I mean, I know it's inevitable, but it makes me really uncomfortable. Well, like, a, well I mean, I yeah. understand that. Although what almost no one has pointed out is that Amazon, if you remember the Fire Phone, lol, I do. Uh, had the same feature. It was called Firefly or something, and they had yep. basically the exact same feature. Except in that yep. case, if if anything, it was it was actually more dystopian, but somehow less creepy because it wasn't <laughs> about identifying things in regular day life. It's about identifying things that it could then let you buy, which is <gasps> oh, which is which yeah, which is both like, had, as I said, more dystopian but less creepy. <laughs> but it had six cameras, Christina, yeah. so you could poke it and then you could sort of look around. And it had kind objects. of a three D lens, three three D yeah. kind of perspective screen, all kinds yeah. of ridiculous stuff that no one used. But that was like <laughs> that, that feature, you know, and, and you've had other apps who have, you know, things like this sort of thing before, but this is now, you know, potentially like a built in thing. It could be cool if it worked, but I'm with you. I feel like this is when when the Google uh, Skynet takes over and 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 we're all like slaves to Tulare and Sergey, this will be <laughs> um, you know, like what 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 like someone is some aliens are gonna come back and like visit society and they're gonna like go back and be like, oh, this is this is one of the moments where it all started to fall apart. Dude, that was <laughs> one the one. Them. Quick was quick update. Uh the Amazon oh. Fire Phone falls towards the bottom of my list. I like how smooth its back is. I like the <laughs> noticeable. It doesn't look like it has too much of a camera bump, but it has this big Amazon logo just yeah. so bright and white on it, and I hate it. Yeah, I it looks hate like it, it so it, much. It looked, if you liked the rest of the look of it, though, you would have actually looked at the BlackBerry Z10, which is a phone that no one had because uh, it was, you know, a BlackBerry. Um, you would like that because basically the the, the Amazon um, a Fire Phone basically looked exactly like the Z10, hmm. but with a, you know, stupid Amazon back. Hmm. I don't like how the, the camera's rectangular on it. But moving on, shall we shall we talk about the Surface Book 2? We should. Yeah, that's another exciting... It's an all-gadget show today. All-gadget? Well, two, all two gadgets. gadgets, at least. Yeah, our, our delicious Surface dessert. Uh, Surface Book 2, there it is. Another product that is getting excellent reviews. Basically just 
stepping up from the the initial one. So the Surface booked the Surface Book, of course, is the laptop that where the top of it detaches and becomes a tablet. Microsoft but is has, doing it again. But, but it's a full um, metal thing. So you have the Surface, which started that trick, right? Where you have kind of like a, um, a soft keyboard bottom. And then you have the Surface Book where you it looks and feels like kind of like a MacBook Pro. It's got this big ass hinge, and but you can still detach the top. And then you have the Surface Laptop where you can't detach anything. Mm-hmm. The all famous hinge. So now the Surface Book 2 has a 15 inch and a, a 13 inch version, I believe. And the Verge review, again, I'm biased, but yes, I'm reading Verge reviews. Uh, says that the Surface Book 2 is quote-unquote powerful enough to handle VR video editing and, Ooh. you know, the Microsoft suite, which made me stop and wonder well, if that I was think, the case. I, I think the 15-inch probably, the 13-inch no, because it's only a 2-gigabyte a uh, uh, NVIDIA 1050 mobile. But I think that the 15-inch, at least some mixed reality, now I think the 2-gigabyte would be fine for some of the VR stuff that Microsoft would call VR, so like the mixed reality, some of like the lower-end headsets I might be fine with. Um, but the the 15 inch has a six gigabyte um, uh, NVIDIA 1060 mobile GPU and a, a four core um, i7 um, you know eighth generation processor. So in that case, I mean, look, are you going to be able to game in like 4K at high res? No, but I think that that with six gigs of of of, of RAM on the video card because I've I've tested laptops with similar configurations. Um, it, it in fact one of them was a was a Alienware um, laptop that that had. Um, it didn't have the the eighth generation um, i7. It had a um, um, a seventh generation, but it basically had the the, the same um, uh, mobile GPU. And I was able to do VR with that. And it had I don't remember that one had a 4K or a 2K screen, but I know even at, like at 1080p, I was getting like really really high frame rates. So if it's I, I haven't tested it, but but I, I I would say that's believable. What do you think, Bree? So, I mean, just consider me skeptical here of this because, and maybe I'm bringing my own personal experience into this, but I literally burnt up two MacBooks producing Rev60 <laughs> from trying to do 3D stuff on, um, you know, uh, a MacBook, which sure. is, you know, the MacBook it is a powerful computer, but like all laptops, it's not really built super well for heat dispersal. Um, you know, a reviewer just cannot know with even a week or two oh, of, of what the long-term like effects of that design are. And, you know, like I, I love the Surface Book. It's a great looking design, but it's not substantially different than, you know, the Retina MacBook Pro. It's not like a, a high ventilation machine. Well, it does, ha- it, does, it does have more vents. Like it does. It, it does, but it's still that compact. I mean, it's not a dust, it's not a Mac Pro. You're, right? no, you're not like wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I'm, and I, and look, I'm not speaking. I haven't reviewed it. I haven't touched it. I can't speak to its long-term longevity. I'm simply saying, is it capable of doing 4K and VR? And I'm saying, yes, it is because I've tested a less configured system um, with with um, a, a lower resolution, uh, 2560 by 1440 screen, 16 gigs of RAM, and, and, and an i7, um, seventh generation i7 with, with the exact same graphics card. Um, and I really? was, it was stable. It yes. was stable enough. Wow. Yes. And, 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 that surprises it, me. and it did, yeah. it, it, it was, it did very well with, I mean, was it full frame and, and like highest, you know, frame rate on Oculus? No, but it, it worked quite well. Um, and, and, and gaming, like I was playing Forza on it and, the and I was, I was getting really, really good results on Forza and Forza is like historically not 
uh, a great, you know, PC, ironically, a Microsoft game, but like it, it's known for having issues. And that was one of the reasons I chose it. And, and I was able to, it, and it worked really well. So again, like I can't speak for this particular model because I have no idea, but I've used a laptop, you know, in the last six, seven months that had similar specs and I was able to do those things. So long-term, I, I long, that. long-term yeah. use, you're dead on. There's probably a good argument to be made that most of these types of machines aren't, you know, designed for that sort of hardcore work. However, if, if, if just, if you're, you know, if, if you're wanting to just say, can I do VR and can I do 4k stuff on my laptop? If you get the 15 inch, I think the answer is undoubtedly yes. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and one of the reasons I didn't buy the Surface Book Pro last time is the external GPU version of it. Uh, the, like they had a separate version yeah. of it with an extra GPU and yes. the keyboard compartment of it. Yeah, and you know, ours broke it down, and like the the boost just wasn't there for it. Uh, for this one, it really does look. More it does powerful. look like it is. Yeah, and even on the thirteen inch, w- it's good. Yeah, yeah. If I were still doing like you know game development, this would definitely be a machine. I would buy like um, it's a beefy you know, boy. The, it, it is, and something I just have to talk about from the Verge review. Like, sorry to like pimp Fox Media so hard this week, but like, uh, you know, their review pointed out that like there are a lot of people that are deeply unhappy with the current state of MacBook Pros, and you're like, guys, I have to tell you, like, I'm I'm still rocking my 2013. Retina MacBook. Um, I'm doing a lot of video editing these days, and I don't feel rushed to go pick up the new Retina MacBook. Like it's the touch bar is a gimmick, and I just don't feel it. And yeah. and and I mean, I think that again, like I, I I'm not trying to like sound like you know pimp out my employer or anything, but it, it just it's worth noting that this week the, the, one of the big stories that we are not talking about is Casey Johnson wrote an article for the Outline talking about um, how bad it is to get a keyboard replaced on the new MacBook Pros and how, you know, she's within her one-year warranty, but a piece of dust can basically cause a $700 repair. Our own, um, you know, um, uh, Stephen Hackett wrote an article, you know, for his blog describing the exact same thing. Jonathan Mann, also a friend of the show, wrote a song about it. And (laughs) I mean, this this is becoming a known problem and this is a real issue because these laptops aren't even a year old and you're now hearing not just one, but like lots of people. And if you look through the forums, even more who are talking about, you know, uh, because of the butterfly mechanism and because of how sensitive it is that if a piece of dust can literally cause it to break. And if that happens, you have to take it to the Apple store and they have to replace the entire bottom half of your laptop. They can't just replace the keyboard component. They have to replace the entire bottom half of your laptop to the tune of $700. If you don't have a warranty or if you're not under warranty, which is insane. So I feel like, you know, Operating system choices aside, and obviously, like for a lot of people, operating system is going to trump anything else. I don't blame you for anybody who's saying, I don't know if I want this new MacBook. Um, I mean, I, I I know plenty of people who've said, I want to get one of the older MacBooks just because I, I you know, don't want to deal with the port situation and now I don't want to deal with the keyboard issue. So if my primary job were to be, say, a video editor and I used Adobe Premiere all day and that was almost 100% what I did... And this isn't me, like, again, like, this is, this is Christina speaking, not, you know, any, any outside, like, influence. But I would be very seriously looking at, if, if not the Surface Book 2, then another Windows-based laptop. Just because I think it's fair to say that for a lot of us, the newest MacBook Pros just aren't doing it. I, you will tear my, my old MacBook 
out of my <laughs> dead hands before I upgrade to the new one. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I, I agree with you, Christina. I What I want is something simple that works well that just is a solid, good little machine. And by all accounts, this is that. Uh, my 2015 MacBook Pro 13-inch is that. I love you. I can never let you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I feel like I do want to just I mean again like you played devil's advocate earlier Christian yeah. like this is my own point so I'm not saying I disagree with you uh but I would say there you know, Mac OS is a very secure good operating system I 100% and, agree you know, for for somebody like me that you know does think about security first and foremost um yeah it's weird because I think Microsoft is there's no question they're better at enterprise and they're better at like fixing fleets of computers. But I think for an individual user, it is going to be the most stable operating system you can get. I think that, you know, Apple music, uh, they've really built on that product. And I do think it is a really great feature across iOS and Mac OS and iMessage, like the being able to, that's a huge loss, honestly, uh, like all of it. That's That's what I miss most. Um, using um, a, a service book at work is iMessage, uh, you know, because now I have to like have my phone like near me, like, you know, on my desk so I can like feel it vibrating or whatever, or I have to like look at my watch or, or whatever. And sometimes that doesn't even work because iMessage, you know, has had issues, or at least my iMessage has like, it, you know, I don't always get watch notifications, but yeah, you're not wrong. And if you're part of the Apple ecosystem, it can be very difficult, even if you want to go Windows to do that. Um, I think yep. like I, for a lot of us, I think would say that in a perfect world, if we could have a surface book hardware running, you know, Mac OS, Ooh, that would be, be that would be really great. Like that would be really good. And, um, you know, you can always put Linux on it or whatever, and it actually runs Linux really well, but that's not ideal for everyone either. So that have, has many of the same trade-offs. So you're not wrong. I mean, like, I, I'm certainly not saying that, that that's the perfect solution for anyone. I am saying, though, that if, for instance, you do video editing, if like that's your main core job and you're not looking at the other things, I would be very compelled to look at this or something else because the editing experience in Premiere is not is not different if you're on a, on a Mac or, or a PC. It's just not. And at least this way, you know, you can get one with more video RAM, whether you're on the 13-inch or the 15-inch. Um I don't know. I, th- I think it looks really good. I, I, I'm not at the point where I, I need another computer like I need a hole in the head, but I'm kind of like, you know, I have, I have this beautiful 5K iMac that I love so much. I love my 5K iMac, but I'm kind of like looking at this and I'm like, hmm, do I, do, I, do I need a Windows laptop for home? And I mean, the answer is no, but I kind of like, I'm like, hmm, maybe, maybe I do. I think you do need it. Yeah. Can I come spend. over there and protect yeah. you from yourself? <laughs> Steal her credit card. <laughs> all right. All right. What are we doing this week? Brianna, what are you up to? Uh, I've got a really big meeting uh, tomorrow that I cannot talk about, but Ooh. I actually need to go to bed now so I can be awake for it. <laughs> Sounds so. really good. Uh, it Christina, is. what no, about... Oh, wait, wait. I want to oh. say oh. I got my Audi painted. Woo. It took three tries, but I got my Audi painted. So what, what color is it? I will... It's all black. It's nice. gorgeous black pearl. It looks like it just rolled off the showroom floor. And I, I, you know, I started this project and it was just like me wanting to fix some rock chips in my paint. <laughs> and I learned how to paint a car like a pro. And I'm so proud of developing that Yay. skill. So 
I'm so proud of your car and of you. Thank you. For being beautiful. <laughs> Christina, what are you up to? Um, so I'm just kind of doing the same old thing, still kind of catching up, kind of trying to learn more about my new team, trying to teach myself more Azure stuff. That's been fun. Um, other uh, stuff I did when I, I forgot to mention this at the top of the show, but I've been testing actually speaking of Mac apps and reasons why the Mac is great. Um, there's an app called Card Hop from the makers of Fantastical, which is like my favorite huh. calendaring app hey. of all time. It's brand new. It's basically like a calendar app or not calendar app, a contact app for like hardcore contact nurses. It's called Card Hop. Card hop. And it's uh it's for it's only for Mac OS and it's basically like if you like Alfred or Quicksilver or like any of like the you know like shortcut kind of driven things, like it's a really good app for managing a lot of contacts. And then when you want to pull up a contact, I can type in like, you know, Brianna Wu when I can mean like Twitter, Space Cat Gal, you know, email X, you know, phone this, it'll parse it all. It makes it easy to merge contacts to update certain entries. I really like it. Um, nice. and, and, and so I just wanted to give them a little plug cause I've been playing with it and it's really, really good and fantastic. Is there an iOS version or there is, is it just not, Mac it's just OS. Mac for now. Um, I'm hoping that they will do what they did with Fantastical, which is it was a Mac app first and then came to iOS. I hope that they do that, but I have no idea All if they right. will or won't. I am buying this, but it's really good. You. No, no, it's yeah. really good. Especially like if you're like me and you have lots of different contact groups and you frequently need to merge contacts or get rid of things. It works really well. You can also just like paste in a bunch of details and it'll parse it all correctly without having to worry about like, is this in the right, you know, entry place or whatever. So um, it's it's like a true power users kind of a contact app, but I really like it. So I just true want to power that. users only. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say that. No, I, I am though, because... If you're, if you're the sort of person who like, look, there are very few people who will spend $15 on a contacts app. I'm one of them. Um, this is also a really good one. And, and so, but if you're the type of person who likes Fantastical, uh, which, like I said, is the, the best calendaring app on the planet, then this is something you should at least try the try the free trial from their web. There's a 30 day free trial on their website, but it's really good. So nice, good tips, good tips from Christina. Uh, I'm probably just going to be watching the freaking Exorcist all week. I <laughs> somehow started watching Fox's adap- TV adaptation of The Exorcist, and how it's can you really TV good, and, and I'm mad her. about it. But, but how can you do a TV adaptation? Because obviously, like... Well, it's know, not a TV adaptation. It's like a sequel sort of thing. Okay, I'm just saying, because obviously, you know, there's like a number of scenes that you could never put on television in any shape or form. Have you seen the uh, TV show Hannibal? <laughs> Uh, yes, but have, but but I'm I'm specifically talking about one of the things that she does with the crucifix. There's no way. Yes, you probably couldn't do that. <laughs> Although I'll I'll let you know if that happens in the show. I mean, do because that would be amazing for standards and practices in general. But I, I just don't see it happening, especially not this administration, given who's running the FCC. Oh God! As oh, you God. know, Fox loves <sighs> to uh, to you know stick up their nose at the FCC and at this administration. They're definitely the channel that I think of when I think of young whippersnappers who are sticking it to the man. Um, but somehow they've Wait, made a I really good a, show. I need an explanation this month. You could not watch Scream, which is a quality I was show. To, it's still on, Bree. They're yeah. just retooling it for the fourth time. Yeah, they are, but I think it's only like six episodes or something a season. At least or they renewed it. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I, I, yeah, who no, knows? I'm happy about that. Um, how can you watch The Exorcist? I am you can't not watch Scream? sure. Actually, <laughs> I I might have to revisit that thought because maybe I can watch it. I I'm honestly watching this because my friend Amanda sang its praises nonstop about after binging it in about two days. Uh, so I succumbed, and because I have Hulu now, I, I succumbed very easily. 
Um, and, I, and I watched Hannibal and that didn't freak me out. And this, I feel, is similar to Hannibal in scare content in that it's 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 frightening to me, but it doesn't like ruin my life in the way that, for example, The Ring did and does to this day. Thanks, The Ring. So maybe it would be <laughs> different if it were something like with like a person breaking into my house to kill me. Like that's a very specific fear that I have demonic possession, not so much a fear that I have. Although this did introduce some housebreaking and murdering. So, you know, who, who knows this could all go downhill. Uh, the other exciting thing I'm doing this week is again, appearing on Twitter live with the Polygon Ooh, show yeah, tomorrow yeah, yeah. at. How was that? How did that go last week? Like, do you, did you guys really, monitor Twitter really well? Did you guys like monitor Twitter in real time for feedback or did you not? Or is that too complicated? Uh, we did because we we have a hashtag, so it it definitely it filled up with spam, which was uh like <laughs> probably the best case scenario. Because uh, what happened was we started oh, yeah. trending in New York. Uh, I saw that totally. Yeah, it was really cool. It was totally organic too, which was wild. And then we started at that point. That's when the the spam bots found us, which was like ah. But that's better than Nazis finding us, which uh-huh. is a real fear. And then the the people who were, you know, actually watching and enjoying it, aside from the spam problem in the hashtag, uh, really enjoyed it. And it went really smoothly. So I'm, I'm very happy. We got hundreds of thousands of views, which is very so cool. happy. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so good, Metrics. girl. Way to go. Yeah. And a lot of ridiculous gifts, which is probably the more important thing. So we're doing that again tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern on Twitter. Polygon's Good Twitter luck account. with that. Thank you. Wipes so my brow. Wipes the sweat off my brow. That's Maybe that's why I'm watching The Exorcist, because putting your face live on Twitter for an hour every week is possibly more frightening than being possessed by a demon. I, I think New York has just made you hard and jaded, and you're four <laughs> seconds away from becoming Jack Bauer. Like that's, that's also true. That's the trajection of some. And I will I mean, let fair. you know when that happens because I know how you feel about that show. That's true. The show twenty four. Brianna, where can we find you online? <laughs> On Space Cat Gal and Christina. Uh, obviously, film underscore girl. Heck On yeah! Everywhere, yes, everywhere. And you can find everywhere. me <laughs> at Doom Quasar. And that I burped <laughs> just then. You could go to a bank, like open up a new bank account. You could just go there and type, say like, uh, yeah, my bank account number is film underscore girl. And you'd have all of Christina's money. Um, <laughs> like okay, that don't, way everywhere. don't tell people yes. that. I mean, you're, you're oh, accurate. I'm sorry. But, but I do. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you do the secret hand signal. You wink really big at the teller and say, Film underscore girl, please. <laughs> and then they'd and then be like, get oh, Christina's yeah, secret you. millions. <laughs> and then you would find That's out how what... bad my credit score is, and you'd be like, oh, never mind. <laughs> Blame Equifax. Oh, um, you, you don't think I'm going to? Girl. <laughs> That's the best part of this whole thing. I, 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 every place I go in the future, they'd be like, well, you see. I'm really sorry that that came back so poorly. I was a victim of the Equifax hack. <laughs> Remember oh, yeah, 2017? You know, yeah, I, was, I was like, oh, I yeah. That, oh, yeah, that happened to a number of people in my family. Yeah. It was real bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh. Everyone pretend you didn't hear that. This episode of Rocket is terminated, but also review it on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends about it. But uh, also it's terminated. Terminated and review it. <laughs> terminated. <laughs>